Wait, no, I didn't mean to turn light on. Do not disturb. There we go. <laughs> just turn on my nightlight. Like, just, hey, let's talk about beer. <laughs> <laughs> we have ways of making you pissed. <laughs> yes. Yes, we do. <laughs> oh, dear. Let's get into that. Let's. Right now. All right. Hello, folks, and welcome to another edition of Hey Brew, the podcast about beer and storytelling. Not only is it another edition of Hey Brew, it is the last edition of Hey Brew for this year, I think. It will be, yeah. Yes, fantastic. Yeah. Which means that we're going to talk some nonsense about how great a year it wasn't. Nah, just kidding. That's huh. rubbish. Uh, this is the podcast about beer and storytelling. <laughs> yes. My name is Elliot. My name is Mike. <laughs> Never consistent. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even realize I was going off track that yeah, hard until tr- I realized I was... To- Trying to put too much banter into the intro. Look what happened. It just like cuts to me like 30 minutes later and it's like, and that's what the government are telling you. Oh, no. Anyway, this is the podcast about beer and storytelling. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I got off topic. Uh, Welcome to Hey Brew. (laughs) (laughs) Making the freaking frogs gay. No, we're not. No, 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 we are not. No, (laughs) it it felt dirty. Yeah, didn't it? Yeah. If only I could wash my mouth out with something. Well, I didn't want to give you such a suggestive look when I did that. Yeah. Mm. Well, what do you got? What do you got in mind? <laughs> I'll be honest with you. The way my face was looking, dick, apparently. Uh-huh. Anyway. Um, let's, uh, that's not what we're here to no, drink today, not. though. No. What on earth are you talking about, Spirit? You wanna, yeah. Yeah. Put the train back on the tracks. Let's go. All right. So, um, <laughs> Mike, we are coming towards the end of the year. Yes. And at the end of last year, we did a thing, and I'd like to do the same thing. Yes. Um. Normally we say, you know, had any good beer this week? Any good beer news? Blah, blah, blah. Had any good beer this year? Boy, oh boy, what a season, what a season. Um, yes, I have. I had to look this up on Untapped before. Because it was that good and you well, black no, out. Because as, as I'll get into, I've had a lot of beer this year. Mm, so for many reasons. Big um, sames. Do you want me to just go through these stats now? Because I haven't even told you these numbers. Yeah, so I I don't keep up with Untapped. Mm -hmm. I started to towards the beginning of the year, and then I was drinking quite a lot and stopped. Yes. So I would be interested to hear your beer. Yeah, I'm, I'm, so I guess if you don't know at home, Untapped is an app where you can check in, review beers, rate them. Uh, Sometimes it recommends other stuff for you, but it's more just a check-in kind of thing. Um, I... Almost always remember to check my beers in. Sometimes if I've had a few, I'm just like, ah, fuck it. Or if it's one I've had before, I don't think about it too much. But Mm. um, I quite like using it. Um, More so when I go to try beer, I'm like, I don't think I've had this before. It's like, nah, motherfucker, you wrong. You have, and you liked it. And I'm like, oh, did Uh, I? That classic. Yeah. Um, But they do a similar thing to Spotify with the like year end wrap up. Um, And mine was frightening. So here we go. Uh, I checked in 366 times. In the year 2020. Oh, do you want to do this top Trump style? Because I've got mine up now. Okay. Um, 136. Okay. So um, got the, me there. The average untapped user checked in 52 times. This week. Yeah. Or they're not using it very much. Yeah. Still. That, well, the average untapped user is going for about one beer a week. I'm going for one a day and beating that. Yeah. Um, you th- 366? Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> it was a leap year this year, wasn't it? Uh, it just yes. felt like it. Yeah. <laughs> sort of leap <laughs> It's a leap day every day. I want to leap over this year. Um, um, what was your first check-in? Uh, first was Cookies and Cream Milkshake IPA by Dainton. Mm, mine was Watermelon Smash by Stomping Ground. That's a good summer beer. Mm. Uh, number So onto beers, I tried a total of 184 unique beers. 
I had 128. Okay. I'm quite pleased with that. Average untapped user, apparently 49. Suckers. Yeah. Wow, they try 52 beers a year and they 49 of them are unique. Good on you, lads. Yeah. Uh, I... The top one on my list here is Organic Lager from Hop Nation with nine. Mine's J-Juice. Yeah, nice. Three. Hop, Hop Nation is actually in my second as well. Um, Mine's Deeds. And then mm. Blind Man Brewing. Blue, blue, blue. Blind Man Brewing? Yeah, that's the okay. one. One called Long Shadows, which I kind of just assume we drank because I... I don't remember that at all. Now on to breweries. I think I bought it to do on the podcast and then drank it. Maybe. I don't remember it. Anyway, uh, I tasted beers from 77 different breweries. Oh, 76. Got him. Uh, 32 of those came from Garage Project. (laughs) Oh, 10 from Hop Nation. That's my top one. Okay. Yeah, I'm a a sucker for for GP. I mean, if I was still checking in, GP would be by far and away the top. Way up there, yeah. Uh, For styles, I tasted 62 styles out of 215 available. 54 out of 215. Um, my favorite seems like it was IPA, according to Untapped, yeah. which checks out. Yeah, IPA American. Well, they, they also like seem to classify Nipahs under IPA dash New England. So that makes it sense. Counts it towards it. Uh, venues. I added twenty two unique venues to my check ins. Twenty one. Uh, how many did you get for Untapped at home? Seventy six. Two hundred and fifty. Well, this is why I stopped doing it because <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. "That's quite a lot." Yeah, I, I ranked that badge up something. What, fierce. what was your next one? Uh, Moondog World with four. Stomping ground with three. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, uh, lockdown. Yes. Uh, case in point, untapped at home, two hundred and fifty. Uh, yeah, that's that's kind of about it. The the other stuff's like very untapped specific. Yeah, badges and friends that you checked in things with, but I don't really check in. I don't do the tag people and check in. No, I don't. Um, my top three drinking buddies of twenty twenty are yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we took. For the record, we just turned them around exactly the same time. It's just a picture of each other. Yeah, <laughs> and that's it. It says top three, and it's just one picture, and it's the other person on this podcast. It sounds so tragic. Um, how many badges did you get? Uh, where are we? 323. Fuck. 201. Yeah. Uh, this brings the total number of badges to 293. I earned 209, 201 of my 293 this year. Dude, I'm at 987. Good Lord. Yes, I, I check in my beers like a fiend. I love this. Do you want to see more stats all year long? No. No. <laughs> Doing this once a year is enough. Thank you. Plenty. Cheers. Um, Christ. So, you want to talk beer of the year, though? I would like to talk you beer of the year. Uh, So, I I did a thing, and then you did the same thing, going into Untapped, doing a date range for all of this year, ranking it, like, my highest rated down. Mm -hmm. My beer of the year is not one of the ones I rank the highest, though. Okay. Uh, It is Garage Project's Turbo Fuzz. Um, I don't know why, but I gave it a 4.75... I don't know what I was thinking on that day because that shit is delicious. It is incredible. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they're making it at the moment, but I don't, it, I don't believe so because they started making it in three thirty cans. Mm, yeah, I I hope it comes back because they they seem to have what is it fu- uh, the thing it's based on fuzz fuzzbox fuzz that that's like a staple for them. Mm. Um, so I'm hoping Turbo Fuzz sticks around because hot damn that is it's a great it's beer, very very good. It's a what triple. New England IPA, it's like ten percent. It's 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 plenty, is what it is. It, I didn't it, think it was triple. I thought it was double. No, it's it's a triple, fam. Good lord. Yeah, uh, it's yeah, it's it's a big boy. Um, I first had it at uh, Moondog's Mate Fest. That makes sense. Uh, when I went there with TJ, and that was like they had flown it over here basically the day after it came out. Oh yeah, yeah. Hell. In my head, it's in like on a helicopter. Yeah, I could see it. Like Garage Project probably have enough cash to do that. They must be, <laughs> yeah, must be doing quite well. Yeah. Um, mine is, and this is potentially going to annoy you, 
Uh, it's the tropical smoothie sour from one drop, the nitro lactose oh, one. Yes. You still didn't get to try because no. I drank it all. Yeah, you did. Um, my they, second one, I was quite surprised. Still, do they still make that? I don't, it... I don't think so. Nah. But they just had the Deeds one drop thingy at Carwin, didn't they? Yes, that was... Last weekend? Last weekend. Did you yeah. go along to it? No, I had. I was in Bendigo that day. Oh, yeah. Because I sent it to you. I was like, you should go. What was I doing? I, I was know. doing something. I would hope so, because that seems like exactly your shit. Yeah. What was I doing? Oh, well. Um, my next one is a Deeds one. It's Slenderman. Oh, really? Yeah. Apparently, I gave it a 4.5. Yeah. was bloody good. Also, that was January 5th. Yeah, man. That's a long time ago, bro. Yeah. Good Lord. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, dear. Also, there's a couple in here that I definitely drank when I was in Japan. When I went to this brewery, when I was like, I woke up hungover and then was just like, I want some food, but I don't know what. And I wandered around for way too long. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I'm just going to stop in here and get a beer. And then I just immediately topped myself back up to quite pissed. Oh, no. And then I went out for again and then wandered around for some more food and couldn't really find what I wanted. I went back into the brewery and had like five more pints. Oh, my God. It's in the middle of Shibuya. Okay. And then I went back out and was like, I've got to find food now because I've yeah. gone from waking up hungover, needing food. It's now nighttime. Uh-huh. I've still not eaten, but I've drank a lot. And I like my untapped, just like, ching, 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 ching. Nice. Like, there was not enough minutes between each beer. It was not good, but yeah. it was fantastic. Yeah. That sounds great. That was March, right? Yeah. You, Plus fu- I was you a- fucking snuck in for travel Mate, restrictions. Unbelievable. I fluked that. I'll yeah. tell you a great story afterwards. Okay. Um, actually, no, it might be worthwhile telling on the podcast. Okay. So I set my out of office, and I am a... Um, a fiend for a funny out of office. Okay. Set me out of office, went out of the building and was driving home. Mm-hmm. I got a text from my manager being like, can you change your out of office? And I was like, oh yeah, sure. He's like, not normally bothered by that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, yeah, sure. I opened my email app and it's because there was an email from our like head of, um, it might've been like head of like HR, like, sure. like not global, like the C-level head of HR. Right. Saying, hey, if anyone from the company is traveling to uh, Iran, China, South Korea, or Japan, uh-huh. please reconsider your travel arrangements. And he's like, you need to change your out of office because my out of office was like, if you're traveling to Japan, please reconsider your travel arrangements. Out of office pings back to her, says, Konnichiwa. Oh, no. <laughs> I am traveling to the land of the rising sun. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, like all the way through just peppered. And he's Fuck. just like, I need to pretend that I don't know you're going to Japan. So can you please come and change it? I was like, yes, yes, I can. They definitely saw it. Yeah. <laughs> or it, was, it, or it just problem. got lost in amongst yeah, everyone I'm else's sure fucking auto-responders. But still, quite funny. Wow, that's very good. Yep. <laughs> very spirit, you know. Yes, a little bit. Anyway, um, today we're talking about a different beer. And yes. this is Nitro as well. Yes, it is. Very excited. I didn't realize until I was putting it in the freezer. Yeah. Um, so invert and shake four times. Pour vigorously fast. Enjoy. Um, that, that's all, the first two. That almost sounded like a haiku. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking in haikus the other day. It was great. Yeah. Um, invert, shake four times. Pour vigorously fast. Damn it. <sighs> Pour this vigorously Wait. fast. Also, enjoy is two. Enjoy this beer, please. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Nice. Done. All right. I'm going to... Invert. Thank like you. Mm. Two, three, four. I do like a nitro pour because you can kind of just put it down and it pours itself. Yeah. But these these glasses, you just do that. 
you can hear that sound, it's beer being very quickly dumped into a glass, reverberating through the table. If you can't hear that sound, I've don't worry about it. I've probably cut this part out. <laughs> <laughs> and scene. I did, I did like that. Neither of us bothered. Like you were like ad libbing, and I'm just going. You're just staring at the beer yeah, coming it's out. Like of drooling the a little bit. Yeah. All right. So today, Mike, we mm. are drinking. The Nitro Magical Christmas Unicorn Vanilla Ice Cream Beer by Bridge Road. Delicious. I'm very excited about this because we had their Easter Unicorn on the show. Or maybe not on the show. Maybe it's on the, it's on the Instagram. That's okay. what it's on. So that was one you had at home? It's, it's when I was in 14-day ISO, maybe. Ah, yes. Um, and I had them and chocolate buttons. And I was having a great old time. <laughs> That's so delightful. Mate, I was having a good time. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the time that I was pairing boob with boob with fear. Um, booze food with beer ah. and I um, <laughs> boob with fear is something very different hmm. anyway <laughs> less said about that the better and I was having that and then I had like the jam lamington like oh, yeah. um, yep. thingy it's from Deeds right good. yeah yeah. they made a double lamington as well I, I didn't get to try it yeah um, so as is, as is quite mm. obvious this is a Christmas beer I've yes. not had it you have I have shall we uh, get very, a little, little very smash? recently so Probably still tastes the same. My word, that is dessert. Oh yeah, that is. It's quite sweet. The the vanilla very present. Yeah, like that's no joke. That's like a lager just hidden inside there. I find when a lot of things say ice cream beer, it's like they'll get the flavor, but not so much the the texture. Yeah, the 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 mouthfeel, if you will. Um, the the nitrogen definitely helps. Yeah, because it smooths it out, makes it very silky. I assume there's lactose in here as well. I I always assume that when you're fucking around with ice cream beer, Mm. Um, people really don't like them. People people get really shitty about lactose beers. Yeah, about ice cream, like especially when it's like the ice cream IPA, milkshake IPA phase. Mm. I think they're great. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm a big fan. It's not something I'll reach for often. No, but it's good fun. The Moondog yes. ones I used to do were fantastic. Mm. Oh, I, just, so I, I, I just like it when it says on the can something like ice cream IPA or what have you, and it tastes and feels like one. Yeah. like Or like what you think it should. Them Rasmus and um, dessert one, dessert in a can ones, they're real good. They've got them at Carwin. You should, you should check them out. No, I have. I think I've had... Uh, it's like a brownie one. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't rate the pecan one, but I think that's only because I don't think the, rate of, the taste of pecan in a beer is good. It tastes too yeah. bitter. Yeah. I think I had that one as well mm. and had a similar reaction, but this is... Cookies uh, and cream one was great, but this is, yeah. this is delicious. It's delightful. What's what's to say about it? I mean, there's like in terms of the actual beer, there's not a whole lot of like hop flavor or yeah. anything like that. It's I think just, you're right. It does... If, if you, you know, put the sweet aspects to the side, um, it does taste and feel close to a lager. Yeah. Like it's not doing... It's, it's not doing much. No, with the beer, but like the way the vanilla and that lactose kind of comes through, it's 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 just sitting there really nicely. Yeah, I think this this isn't brewed to show off like necessarily with the beer outside of things. Mm. It's brewed to show off like some of the fun. And yeah. It's a Christmas beer, man. Like, yeah. it's, it's meant to just be a bit of a laugh, clearly, yeah. you know. But um, it's vanilla ice cream, and it does taste like it. And yeah. then there's a little bit of beer. Yeah, I mean, I've had beer ice cream at um. Brewers Feast. It's quite nice. Okay. Um, yeah. This yeah. is this is good. Yeah. I don't really know what to say too much about it. Yeah. And now I just think about making stout ice cream though. Ooh. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. yeah. That might be a Christmas tradition. <laughs> <laughs> or just like an affogato, but instead of coffee, it's just stout over the ice cream. Oh, yes. Yeah. Anyway. What are you doing now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got the show mm. to record. We've got a whole thing. Well, well, you've got a whole thing. I've, just in, got, I've got a beer to drink. 
in the spirit of Christmas. Ah, yes. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Is it just puns? Is that what we're doing? No. Yes. Uh, I'm actually going to be talking about um, the spirit of Christmas. Ooh. Old mate Santa Claus. Oh, not just you. No. I'm, I'm the spirit of all holidays. <laughs> You're a spirit of Christmas. Yes. <laughs> the spirit of Christmas is my father. Uh-huh. Yes. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. Um, <laughs> so I'm just going to talk a little bit about the origins of Santa, um, which Dope. I thought would be kind of interesting. And then it turned into be quite ridiculous as well. So I'm into that. Fantastic. Um, so he is largely based on a number of Western European folklore characters. Mm-hmm. Um, that plus a... Um, number of historical figures mm-hmm. and also then some combinations of the two which I find really funny that there is a they were like well we've got these historical figures and we've got these folklore characters what if we smash them together and then use that to inspire another character like, okay yeah right sure yeah just make it up so it. the the three main ones are Saint Nicholas um, a fourth century Greek bishop known as the gift giver of Myra hmm um, Father Christmas, a 15th century personification of English Christmas from folklore. What, do, you, do you know what 15th century English Christmas is supposed to look like then? Well, Are you, okay. it's yeah, going to be yeah, in there. Good, good. And the third one, which I'm not going to talk about because it's not interesting, is Sinterklaas, which is a sort of Dutch origin uh, legendary figure, basically just based on St. Nicholas. Did we not do that in a previous episode? We did about Krampus. That's right. Oh, we've we've talked about Sinterklaas, but not like a full episode on. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so we did we did talk a little bit about Saint Nicholas, I think, yeah. in that episode as well, because um, mm. we talked about, and it was quite shocking to you at the time, but the hilarious David Sedaris story of six to eight black men. Yes. Which is yes. It, for everyone, if you haven't heard it, honestly, very funny. Yes. And and it's not on PC. Not what it sounds. It's. It's him yeah, talking the, about a the Dutch name, tradition. Yeah, the name belies a certain uh, insensitivity. But no, I, I, yes. do, I, I don't remember the story. I remember enjoying it a lot. Yes. Um, <laughs> the, the the idea of like Black Pete has been kind of yes. we enough. Yes. Because it's it's bad. Yeah. Because I, I don't think I don't think the intention was ever that it was a a person and of African origin or anything. Mm. But obviously, what they look like now is someone who's blacked up, and mm. it's like hmm, less of that. Yeah. No. Um. So. I do recommend that everyone go and listen to Six to Eight Black Men. Um, it's very funny and quite interesting and also gives you quite a good insight. But basically, Nicholas was known as Nicholas the Wonder Worker due to the multitude of oh. miracles attributed to him. God, what an AKA. I know. Imagine. Not bad, is it? That's like my rap name, yeah. Wonder Worker. Mm. Actually, I, yeah, that could work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Nicholas was the patron saint of sailors, merchants, archers, repentant thieves, okay, mm. prostitutes, children, brewers, pawnbrokers, unmarried people, and students. You know, just a good list. Fucking of wide range things to be. Saint George was the patron saint of England, <laughs> right? Which actually does also cover be more specific. archers, repentant thieves, <laughs> prostitutes. <laughs> um, and apparently, it was a really common thing in um, early Christian saints that was a habit of secret gift giving. Ah. Apparently that was a thing that early early Christian saints did. Secret gift giving. And like like what? Like what are the Is it Don't like I, how we do Secret Santa stuff now? Which no, is kind of I, I think it's more just like delivering presents to people and them not knowing where it came from. Huh. Um, okay. My follow up bo- bullet point bullet point 
to answer your question is IDK. So, uh-huh. you know. Yeah, nice. Um, so this, I was really confused then by my own bullet point because I thought I just copy and pasted something else. And it said, this is the link to our version of it. I was like, wait, what? Oh, so this is where uh, the link to our version of Santa comes in, gotcha. with the gift giving. Um, but I wanted to talk a little bit about some of his famous miracles. Oh, yes. Um, so uh, legend has it that he gave three bags of gold over three nights to a man who had no money to use for his daughter's dowries. And according to the story, it was only with the help of Nicholas's gold that they were spared from prostitution, which he would have been the patron say of for a start. But second of all, that's mm. not a miracle. That's donation. Yeah, that's just having cash. Yeah. I could like go... Like, it's a miracle that I have cash sometimes, admittedly, I could, but... I could go to the pub right now and do a miracle. Yeah. St. Mike of Carwin. Yeah. <laughs> I would take it. Yeah. I'd probably get a dedicated seat at the bar. I'd be all about that shit. Mate, I really want to get that 100-pint plaque at um, Inner North, but mm-hmm. I will take a beatification in the meantime. Yes. Hey, I didn't expect to get to use the word beatification. You've got saints in the story. Of course you will. Yeah, it's a really, really good You could point. have architected that all by yourself. Yeah. Damn my stupid inability to write. Um, <laughs> so um, after this um, buyout of the children, I mm-hmm. guess, Nicholas then is said to have traveled to the Holy Land. And while traveling aboard a ship, it's said that he rebuked the raging sea, calming a storm and saving his ship. I like the idea of him just kind of giving it a bollocking. Or he's just standing at the beach, punching the ocean. <laughs> Oi! <laughs> Oi, settle down. Enough of that. We'll have less. Yes. It's like someone's dad when they're arguing, the kids are arguing. <laughs> We've got Christmas at home. <laughs> if you're not careful, <laughs> Boris Johnson's going to cancel Christmas. Oh. Um, no, I'm sad. Don't worry about it. We're not English. Yeah, it's oh, right. well, I, yeah Wait, yeah. I am. Um, so a famous late legend um, tells how he once, um, this is a mad one, uh, resurrected three children who had been murdered and pickled in brine by a butcher who was planning to sell them as pork during a famine. Selling people as pork? Mm-hmm. Okay. Pickled pork as well. Yeah. Pretty tasty. Interesting. Yeah. But he apparently resurrected these three children. Long pork. Mm. The longest of pig. Mm-hmm. Um and there was some other bullshit, but I was getting quite angry about it at that point. Um, <laughs> so I had to stop reading it. Oh, I, thought you, I thought you were about to read off some really inflammatory remarks. <laughs> <laughs> nah, there's just more things where it's like, and then he did this, and then he did this. And right. it's like, no, he fucking didn't. <laughs> um, also, zombie pickled kids. That would be quite funny to me. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, I mean, St. Nicholas, I thought, was kind of less interesting and by that i mean mm. i was less interested so i yeah. like hot footed it over towards father christmas right who for some reason i did not know was a thing before santa i just thought it was what we called him in england oh uh, yeah he uses proper title yeah because yes. you know british people are fancy like that we're, we're very polite yes um but it's the same like um have you ever seen those memes where it's like what santa gets called in different part of england and then it's like father christmas daddy crimbo <laughs> like that <laughs> Crimbo. Daddy Crimbo is one of my favorites. Ah, oh, oh no, <laughs> Papa Wonder Worker, <laughs> Old Man Triple Xmas, <laughs> Triple Xmas, played by Vin, Vin Diesel. Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> has to be, yeah. Oh, Vin Diesel. Um, so Father Christmas is Father so this is actually really confusing because Father Christmas is said to be the 17th century personification of winter and Christmas. Yes. But then things about him go back beyond like the 15th century. So we'll see. Hmm. Um, 
he was seemingly sort of first seen in the aftermath of the English Civil War, mm-hmm. which I don't know how much you know about this, but that's basically when um, Oliver Cromwell, who later turned out to be a giant dick, um, <laughs> decided that Parliament should be in charge, not the king, because King Charles I was notoriously also a mm-hmm. giant dick. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a war, the royalists and their parliamentarians, or the round tree, the roundheads and the... What the hell do they call the royalists? The ra- their parliamentarians are called roundheads because they're... Anyway, doesn't yeah. matter. Um, and it was basically like Oliver Cromwell was like Protestantism's biggest top boy. Uh-huh. Um, so after the Civil War, the English government um, tried to outlaw Christmas as they decided it was... The original war on Christmas? Yeah, so Crom- Cromwell tried to ban Christmas. Amazing. Um, because he said it was, quote, papist. Huh. Um, that is to say... Reminds him of the Pope. Yes. Or pertaining to the Pope. It doesn't just remind him of like, yeah. oh, it's Christmas. Oh, I've now just thought about the Pope. Uh, fuck, I've lost the game. I was about to say, it's like when you lose the game, yes. <laughs> oh, God, no. Internet idiots. What year is it? Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, anyone who's listening and knows what that means. He loses. Um, <laughs> yeah. I've also put in brackets here, Cromwell was notorious, the word we don't say on this podcast. Yeah. Also... I've just realized one vector in which we could weaponize the podcast. It's just every episode. Hey, I just lost the game. It's just so dumb. Such a dick move. Oh, well, to hey, Brew, you lost the game. <laughs> no. Why, why are we having to weaponize it? No, just if we need to. We're weaponizing it against our livers. Yeah, that's true. It's pretty great. Um, so um, the Royalists produced pamphlets um, in response to Cromwell's cancellation of Christmas mm. um, linked to... Old Father Christmas. Um, and basically, these pamphlets were saying like um, that, that he was linked to feasting and good cheer of the, quote, the good old days. So, you know, really trying to get people back on their side. Like, yeah. well, it's so good. See, we like feasting yeah. and cheer. Yeah, good to see that, uh, you know, appealing to the good old days in quotes is not a new not thing. New, no. <laughs> I also like the idea that like, all the royalists, aka the people with money, are like, but peasants, you mm. love feasting. Remember all those feasts you have? Yeah. I didn't vote for him. Yeah, very much so. Um, so, um, I don't know what this bullet point was, but it was a direct quote from what I was reading. And it just says, I think, do you know, I think it was like one of the headings on Wikipedia, which uh-huh. was Puritan Revolution, enter Father Christmas. <laughs> Sounds like a fucking action film. Mate, <laughs> this is going to become a theme because this article had the best writer ever. Oh my God, Yes. Um, so when the monarchy ended up getting restored in 1660, the profile of Father Christmas basically declined. They were mm-hmm. like, we're done with him now. We don't need him. We've got the, the monarchy back. Yeah. Um, and he's basically just kept alive by this uh, after this by mummers, who you might remember from our Halloween episode as yes. like sort of traveling play. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Players. Yep. Um, uh, <laughs> when the US version of Santa arrived in the UK in 1850s, the differences between Santa and Father Christmas basically started to drop off and they just pa- started to merge. Parents everywhere were just saying, no, we've got Father Christmas at yeah. home. Mum, can we have Santa? We have Santa at home. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's a meme heavy episode. Yeah, it is. Um, <laughs> we were talking about t- software too much. Yeah. Um, so um, basically, Father Christmas was largely just associated with adult merrymaking, feasting, etc. Mm-hmm. Never really linked to kids or any of the shit they care about. Um, <laughs> it just sounds so dismissive about children at that point. <laughs> Fuck those kids. <laughs> yeah, listen, hey, kids, do you like feasting? I mean, we're like, all right, well, we're going to feast. All right, so you can be in or you can be out. Like, fuck you, I don't care. Yeah, um, Here, here's, a, here's a kid's table. This is now a Christmas thing. 
<laughs> Sit over there. Eat your peas. <laughs> Enjoy this forever. Until you're about 17, and then you might be on the adult table, but you'll feel out of your depth. Yeah, you still won't be able to drink the wine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Sparkling <sighs> grape juice. Great. Yeah, I don't mind it. I hate grape-flavored stuff. Yeah. Sangria was a thing in the UK. Oh, sangria is so good. It really is. That might yeah. be a Christmas Day thing at my house now. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so see also the giving of presents, nocturnal visits, stockings, chimneys, reindeer. That was never really associated with nocturnal visits. Nocturnal emissions. Yeah. Nocturnal entries. Ooh. No. Um, All right, let's put this train back on the track a second time. Yep. Where the, are we going? Like chimneys and reindeer and stuff like that. That was, uh-huh. that was never really part of the Father Christmas mythos. And, right. and it kind of got absorbed when Santa kind of came over from the US. Um, it's actually just a chimney salesman who was losing business. He's like, I know how I'll get them to put chimneys in. Central heating my ass. <laughs> yeah, Santa. He needs the chimneys or he can't get in your house. Yeah. Um, well, for a, for, a, for a while, there was an ongoing confusion about how he left gifts at night. Um, yeah. Where he left them, either in a stocking or in a shoe. Um, <laughs> yep. Or, indeed, how he used to get inside. Yeah. So, there we go. Chimney salesman won. Yeah. Um, oh. I, I literally put this in here because one of my favorite things about this is in the Wikipedia article for Father Christmas I had some banging headings, as I said. Um, <clears throat> Santa Claus crosses the Atlantic. That was a subheading. Great. Merger with Santa Claus. <laughs> it's like a fucking stock listing. <laughs> well, I said it sounds like a shit Santa movie and yeah. then also uh, like a Christmas American psycho. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Santa crosses the Atlantic. <laughs> Just, I love it. It's great. Yeah. Um, uh, there was also a great one, which was just 18th century, a low profile. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Um, but th- this was during the period when Christmas customs waned. Um, but by far, my favorite time for Father Christmas was in the Tudor and Stuart periods. So this was mm-hmm. actually prior to um, the English Civil War, mm-hmm. like quite a bit before. Mm-hmm. So a 1572 St. Thomas Day celebration. So St. Thomas Day is on the 21st of December, I think. Mm-hmm. It's a saint's feast day. Um, so in 1572, there's a St. Thomas Day celebration called the Riding of Yule and His Wife. So Yule is like an old English word for Christmas. You say the riding? The riding of Yule and His Wife. So like it, yeah. it is what him and his wife ride out. Oh, yes. okay. It's not a no. It's not a lewd novel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was the sequel to Santa Crosses the Atlantic and Bangs Father Christmas. <laughs> Santa Does England. It's like a Chuck Tingle novel. <laughs> God, I really hope someone else knows what the hell I'm talking about. Why does Chuck Tingle? I do. Okay, thank God. Santa Does Dallas. Um, well, it would have been like Santa Does Ye old Dallas, like mm. York or something. Santa mm. Does Lincolnshire. <laughs> Santa Does OG York. York one. <laughs> I love that in Futurama they have new New York and there's like yeah. oh are you old New York. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, uh, so th- there's a celebration called the Riding of Yule and his wife, which the Archbishop of York described as undecent and uncomely disgusting, uh, which has been intense. What a prude! Yeah, but in, in later years, um, <laughs> this is my favorite bit. Um, Father Christmas began to be associated with the character known as the Lord of Misrule. Ooh. The Lord of Misrule oh. is a um, is an officer appointed by um, appointed to a position during Christmas tide to preside over the Feast of Fools. Oh, and as well as the Lord of Misrule in Scotland, he's known as <laughs> the Abbot of Unreason. Oh my God, I like these versions way better. <laughs> so good, like. 
Um, this is the Archbishop of Glasgow. Um, this is uh, <laughs> Cardinal James over from uh, over from uh, Poland, and uh, this is the Abbot of Unreason. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just Mrs. Doubtfire. So you appear to be wearing your mitre on your butt. <laughs> <laughs> Both of us just did a Mrs. Doubtfire voice. It's really hard not to. Yeah, I know. Hello, Danny. <laughs> he's just got, he's got like, he's got drawn eyes on his butt. He's got his hat on top of it. And he's just like holding his crook in his uh, butt cheeks. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> Hello, I'm the abbot of unreason. This is entirely unreasonable. <laughs> it does seem like the Lord of Misrule. Yes. But during this time, during the, during the Feast of Fools, um, Father Christmas was like an associate of the Lord of Misrule, and he got given other names, also known as Prince Christmas, the Christmas Lord, or Captain Christmas, which is my favorite. (laughs) It's just the superhero Uh, version of Santa. uh, (laughs) I'm here to sneak into your house and put stuff in your socks. Why is he Australian? I don't know. (laughs) It's the habit of unreason. What do you want? In my head, it was like, Captain Christmas is here. <laughs> Presents! And then they just get thrown at children, like knocking them the fuck out. <laughs> Take that, Christmas, you shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That's a classic. Um, That's such a weird reference. Yeah. So what, is, what is my brain doing today? Mate, it's, it, the late 2000s <laughs> internet has affected your head. Oh, in so many ways that I have not realized until this very moment. Anyway, I'm going to drown that with the rest of this beer. Please right. continue. I'm going to try not to make you laugh. Um, no, so the, the last thing I want to cover on uh, old Captain Christmas, or Cap Chris, mm. um, is the persistent urban legend, urban legend that Santa wears red and white due to the Coca-Cola company's appropriation of his figure. Yes. So, it's bollocks, first of all. It's not true. Explain. Well, okay. <laughs> um, this this basically came about because of a series of adverts in the 1930s by a guy named Haddon Sundblom. Uh, it was a Scandinavian-American advertising artist who produced art for Coca-Cola, amongst others. Mm-hmm. Um, the model he used for Santa was himself, which I think is quite funny. Right. Um, so he's just a fat bloke with red clothes. I guess. Yeah. Um, but he was also responsible for another Coca-Cola Corporation mascot, Sprite Boy. No, never heard of him. Didn't even have his own Wikipedia article. Um, the Quaker Oats. Yes. <laughs> Sprite Boy. Um, the Quaker Oats Man. Oh, yeah. I've yep. seen that. And a fair amount of inspiration for the pinup art community, you know, like the old like paintings of pinup arts. Sure. They basically said that like his cultural contribution to the United States advertising landscape is more than that of Norman Rockwell. But the thing is, no one remembers this guy as well. Because mm. um, he wasn't American. Potentially. We didn't have an easy to pronounce name. Potentially that one. Yeah. Norman Rockwell is a good name too. Yeah. Isn't it? Mm. Um, however, uh, yeah, all of this is basically patently bullshit as Santa had been depicted uh, red and white as early as the very early parts of the 20th century. Hmm. Um, but also, he's based off a bishop. Bishop's cassocks are red. All right. So. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the last thing I want to cover is a thing called NORAD tracks Santa. Uh, oh, I think I know what you're talking about, but I'll let you do the lifting here. All right. So NORAD tracks Santa is an annual Christmas-themed Christmas program in which NORAD simulates the tracking of Santa, um, who is said to leave the North Pole, travel around the world, and his mission to deliver presents to children on Christmas Eve every year. NORAD is what? The well, US... If you're not familiar with NORAD, it stands for North American Aerospace Defense Command. Yeah. Festive. Yes. 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 It's basically... 
the American they're, radar they're monitoring the skies. Yeah, and they said that they what? Well, basically, in December twenty fourth, nineteen forty eight, the United States Air Force issued a communique claiming that a quote early warning radar net to the north had detected one unidentified. Uh, by this point, you only heard this bit. You'd be like, "Oh my god, it's happening! We're all going to die." Mm. Um, had detected one unidentified sleigh powered by eight reindeer at fourteen thousand feet, uh, heading one hundred eighty degrees. I guess, south. Um, the Associated Press passed on this report along to the general public, which I thought, kind of cute. What year did the War of the Worlds happen? Can't have been much like, different yeah, this time. I think it was around that time yeah. period. All I know is that the chances of anything coming from Mars are a million to one, he said. That's mm. a lyric from it. I remember from being in school. Don't ask why. Yeah, so it basically, they did this once or twice, and then it became a bit of an annual tradition in 1956, which is a story longer than it is interesting, so I'm not going to bother telling it. Okay. Um, but today, NORAD has an army, poor choice of words, of volunteers handling approximately 12,000 emails and 100,000 telephone calls from over 200 countries asking for Santa's latest location. Uh, uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> right. Yep. Oh, excuse me. That sounds like a bullshit job. Um, it's, <laughs> well, it's also kind of cute in a kind of fucked up way. Yeah, because it's like the military, and like yeah, but like the very spy military. Think of all the like the time those people are putting into that. Yeah. That NORAD made up one year. People are weird. But yeah. Previous volunteers have included Michelle Obama, who did it for seven years between 2009 and 2016. She is a treasure, and we do not deserve her. Yeah, so they just like making shit up like some kid across the other side of the planet is like, where's Santa? And they're like, he's right over your house. Don't look. Oh, no, they have a um, they have an actual quote-unquote tracker. You can go online and see where he is. He is at that point. Uh-huh. Um, where is he right now? I don't know. He hasn't set off yet. 24th, Mike, pay attention. D- does it not, if you look at it now, does it not say that he's asleep? I'm assuming, yeah, he's it, the, <laughs> the beast slumbers. <laughs> yeah, I hope it's like really like kind of eldritch horror until the 24th and then it's yeah. like all bright that and shiny. That is exactly what I was thinking, like the void. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they also have Santa Cam, um, oh, which no. is like a live stream from his... It's a subscription website. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um, only Santas. Yeah, I was trying to, trying to think of a way to do it. <laughs> I was like, only cams. Oh, wait, no, that's basically it. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah only Santas. It yeah. works, I'll take it. Yeah. Um, St. Nicholas. Um, nice. So, yeah, they have voiceovers for the Santa Cam, which is apparently a live stream from his um, sleigh. And voiceovers that have been <laughs> the, Santa... The, the, the word apparently doing a lot of heavy lifting here. Yes. <laughs> uh, previous Santas have included Jonathan Ross, British TV presenter. You mean Jonathan Wass. Jonathan Wass. Yeah. If you don't know who Jonathan Wass is, he's the man that told Andrew Sachs that Russell Brown was having sex with his granddaughter and they all got fired. It nice. was live on BBC Radio 2. <laughs> and he didn't just say that. He said quite a lot of graphic stuff uh, in the middle of the day on Saturday. Yeah. Um, Aaron Carter, a.k.a. <laughs> brother of Nick Carter from the Backstreet Boys. Oh, no, I'm familiar with AC. And, um, of course, the greatest narrator of all time. Oh, no, said Santa. I seem to be stuck in the siding. <laughs> Ringo Starr. I was going to say, the I thought it- <laughs> Engine fame, yes, um, correct. What is the Beatles? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it didn't even occur to me. Um, <laughs> you're from England, yeah, but the Beatles aren't that good. No, they're not. Um, but I can't 
say that around a lot of people. No, it's fine. People get really angry about it. Um, <laughs> but then one of my favorite bits about it, and the bit I'm going to use to close off, is that, that uh-huh. when they originally started doing that, they put out a message that was like, Norad is tracking Santa in an attempt to protect him from nations where they don't celebrate Christmas. It's like, oh my God. It's so Cold War. Yeah. It's so mental. Yeah, but also just like settle down. Also, with- if they don't celebrate it, they're not tracking him either. Yeah. Like, if yeah, fuck. No. Christmas is fine. Leave it all. Like, ah. <laughs> really festive? I guess. As festive as NORAD? Uh, I mean, I haven't devoted thousands of volunteer hours to tracking a thing that doesn't exist. So, no, I guess not. Wait, you think that's bad? Don't look up the Catholic Church ever. <laughs> I shan't. <laughs> We've all seen the videos. Anyway, that's that. Merry Christmas. Merry Crisis. Merry Crisis. Mike, if you could have one wish this Christmas, what beer that you've drank ever would you like to have again? Or Ooh. one what, one beer that you've not had even, where you'd be like, I wish I could get hold of this. I'm not going to get you it, unless I probably can, yeah, just yeah, for the yeah. record. I think... If you're like, oh, that uh, sink the Bismarck, £40,000. <laughs> yeah. Like, no. I can't help you. No. I think, like, for as much as it, like, carries weight within the beer world plenty the older i've still never tried it i've still never tried it that would probably be on my list i think it's still in production right yeah yeah. because for the longest time it's just not large numbers well like one that was on my list when i first started getting into craft beer was uh the arrogant bastard ale from stone Mm. because that was one that i i had seen a lot about and this was like you know going back to 2012 2013 sort of time um and managed to have one in england for the first time actually yeah it's fucking expensive. Um, yes, it would have been. But yeah, Plenty of the Elder is up there in that list of like beers that were sort of almost foundational for the way beer is talked about nowadays. Yep. And I still haven't managed to ever try it. So that would be Wait, one. Do you know what we could do? We should, we should probably look at importing a couple of bottles. Yeah, probably. We've got friends over in the US see as well. All, see what all the hype is about. Yeah. I think I think that's a very doable thing. Yeah. Um, let's make that a thing that we look into. Yeah. Um, I would say that that would be right up there, actually. Mm. I think um, my version of Arrogant Bastard was Kentucky Breakfast Stout. Yeah. Um, I was really happy to have tried that with mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Um, mate, I've got I've got two stouts for Stout Day again. Ooh. Um, okay. So we're going to have to arrange one. I might have more than two, actually. And Jordan's quite keen yeah, for it good. as well. In the so. heat of summer. Let's drink a bunch of dark Oh, beer. yeah, in the heat of summer. It's like... 18 degrees uh, outside. 17 degrees and pissing it down <laughs> yeah, outside, yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. Um, but, yeah, I think... Um, yeah, we can make that happen. Yeah. I think that'd be a good yeah. idea. Yeah. Yeah, plenty of the elder. All right, well, maybe we have a chat after this about seeing if we can get some. Yeah, freight some in. Mm. We'll become importers. Well, we must know someone in California. I've got friends in Seattle. Yeah, no, I, 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 I'm sure we can figure it out. It's just... It's enough of a bore lake that I've never tried Not to. Not bothered so yeah. far, yeah. <laughs> Google it. I can't find it. Dan Murphy's, yeah. forget it. Or I wonder if, like, you could talk to any of the local stores that we frequent and, we, we, you know. There is a there is a store, you know, it might be Carbon where they've got an empty bottle of it on a shelf. Yeah. And um, every time I go in there, I'm just like, mm, I see angry. you. Yeah. Um, it might be something that we could probably have a, a, a yeah. yarn with someone yeah. and be like... We just, we just have to actually try, I think. Oh, well, at the end of the day, I just spent a lot of money on one can. You did. At the end of the day, if we go if we go in there and be like, we want to get one, and they're like, oh, it's going to cost you like... We're both earning. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. <laughs> I said I would like to try it, sir. Yeah. Here is my credit card. This is like um, when you hear those stories about people that are like... Uh, are you familiar with um, the... 
oh, it's not the Georgia Guidestones. So it was this like monolith that went up, basically. It'd yeah. Like this, something like the Guidestones, but not quite. And um, the bloke who got it put up went to this like marble shop and was like, how can you do this? And they were like, yeah, we can. And he's like, how much are they going to cost? And they gave him like an unreasonable price so that he'd like go away. Uh-huh. And he was just like, okay. Yeah. And they were like, oh, and he's like, no, it's really important that this is made. Yeah. It's like, it's like the, the Ten Commandments of Satan or something. I'm oh, like, right. Hell yeah. yes. Yeah. Um, I'd love that. Yeah. There's someone to be like, if I can just shut them up by pricing them out. And it's like, no, no. Do you accept cash? Yeah. Yeah. Very, very much a lower scale than that. But it was like when I bought my car and the guy kept trying to sell me on the finance panel. I was like, how about I write you a check? And he was like, oh, so you can afford it. Let me just get the finance paperwork. I'm like, no, no. I want to pay for this car. much. I don't want to pay more than that. Yeah. I would like to write you a check, sir. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> that was fun. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, I think we've covered quite a lot of year ending stuff. Yes. I think so. For the, for it, the, it is what? December 21st. 21st. Yeah. For the listeners of Hey Brew, we'll see you in 2021. Yes. Fully vaccinated. Maybe. No, probably not. But maybe at a brewery. I would love to go to a brewery. Holy shit. You've not been to one yet. No, I mean, I have. I just want to oh. go to more. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I was at two last week. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying I haven't been to one. I just would like to do more. Good, good. Yes. Um. All right. Well, I'm going to do the social things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you want to see what kind of shenanigans we get up to over the Christmas period, please jump onto Instagram or Facebook or Twitter, I guess, yeah. at Heybrew Podcast. That's Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Hey, Brew Podcast. I think Instagram's probably the the it's, most active because it's easy to put pictures up. Yeah, I, I want to use the Facebook more, but it's actually quite a fuck about on your yeah, phone. But if you're just using Instagram, you can just cross post. It's it's a whole thing. It's Very easy. It's easy. Mm. It's easy. Yeah. Uh, there's also the email address. Mm, there is. Hello at heybrew.zone. Yeah, there is. Yeah. You can send us uh, literally anything. I'll leave that up to you. Mm. Yeah. Um, but we we will also do whatever we want with it. So you know, yeah, it's a fair point. That's uh, that's that's the only caveat. Send us your grot, and we will put it somewhere. Yeah, don't know where. Yeah, there's there's no uh, what terms and conditions to sign. It's just we'll do what we want with whatever you send us. Uh, by listening to this, you are legally bound. <laughs> that's like throwing a brick through a window with a euler attached to it. Yeah, <laughs> you accept this brick through your window and accept all liability therein. <laughs> anyway um is there anything else that we normally do uh i'll listen to us on your favorite apps yes Re- write a response write a review yeah. give us five stars yes please Thanks. um and then heybrew.zone for the website uh will get you links to all of the things we've just mentioned and maybe more i don't know you can also just listen to the episodes on the website which is a weird choice but it's up to Could you do. yeah what are we 44 episodes in now and we still haven't got this, this is, right this is 44 yeah. I, I like that we don't pre-record this and we just fucking try to wing it every time. It's It feels organic. It feels loose. It is. Because um, we also do it after we've finished a beer. Yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> Speaking of which, I've got a small mouthful of this left and I am starving. Mm. Hongrizzle? Yes. All right. Well, this has been 2020. This has been Hey Brew. Let's take one of them forward into the next year. Yes. That doesn't really work. You know what I meant. We'll see you when 2020 is behind us so very far behind us yes how about that? i mean probably like jan 4th or whatever january 1st we're out here like 2020 who is she i don't even know her rector <laughs> damn near killed her very good um <laughs> all right i've been elliot 
I've been Mike. Cheers. Cheers. I went drinking the other week and I accidentally walked into a bar and sat with two other guys and they were cops. And then I was like, were they, oh. people, were they people you knew? No, it's kind of a stupid story. Um, <laughs> but we ended up on the table with these guys and then we were talking about how much we hate real estate agents. And then, and I was like, oh, I hope you're not real estate agents. And he's like, no, we're much worse. One was from Ireland and one was from Birmingham in the UK. He's like, no, we're much worse. And we were like, oh, what are you? He's like, we're cops. And me and Hobbs, we obviously both then slightly shit ourselves despite yeah. not doing anything illegal. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, and then to be fair, these guys were very openly perspective and be like, no, the police is a terrible thing. And most cops are awful. <laughs>